Hi there. Welcome to listeners from across the globe. My name is Allison Nune, and this is Best Damn Reality, a new podcast intending to help bridge the spiritual and material worlds. Each week, I invite you to join me and to suspend all preconceived notions, to open your minds and your hearts to seeing everything from a much faster perspective. Should you be enticed enough, please also consider visiting me on my YouTube channel and on my business Facebook page, both under the name Allison Nune. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Good morning. Saturday, March 27th, 2021. 10.36 in the morning here in Sarasota, Florida. I just came out of a, a meditation and um, God, I'm like almost shaking with, with uh, what I was guided to record right now. And this is going to be titled to the M&Ms, to the M&Ms, two very specific people, one male, one female in my life right now, both whose first names begin with M, were heavily, heavily present with me in this morning's meditation simply because one of the decisions with which I am sitting at present on this day in the unique character of Allison's life, one of the decisions that I am literally seeking guidance from beyond the human character of Allison, from beyond the 3D world, seeking the guidance of what choice to make to say yes or to say no to two very specific race opportunities in the Iron Man world. And there are a number of reasons why I am fairly certain that the answer has to be no. And yet, my heart is experiencing very real emotion about that decision because the human side of me, for multiple reasons, wants to say yes. But the higher part of me, the part of me that I cannot fully explain, that I will not be able to point to any evidence of why this feels like the right choice, and in fact made even more difficult, Because on the surface level, to the vast majority of human beings, the other decision is seemingly the no-brain decision to make. Of course, Allison, you're going to say yes. Of course, you're going to say yes. But yet, everything within me is telling me that I do believe I have to say no. So I thought of these M&Ms because these first two M&Ms, because there are no two people on the face of this planet, I swear to spirit, that I would rather work 
as hard as an Ironman event, especially world championship events. They're asking me and telling me I'm their number one choice. A five foot nothing female who will be almost 46 years old when she, if she were to say yes, when she would be working these world championship Ironman events. And I am the top choice of these two. And there's a reason. Because our connection, when we work together, oh my God, it's one of the best I've felt in my entire life. It's a genuine team, unity, on the same page, connection that you, oh, I swear you only know as an athlete. I, I, I feel like, or, or you, you know this when you've had the experience, when you've had the very real experience of what it means for real to be part of a team. And I have that with these two people. And there's nobody on the planet that I'd rather spend a hard-ass Ironman week with than these two M's. So saying no and understanding that if I say no, I no longer will likely be the top choice. So this very good At present in my world, the best opportunity I've had out in the physical world to be my highest self and receive compensation for at a level that matches higher than I've ever yet been able to manifest in this third dimensional world, the highest reflection collectively of the greatest version of me. Yet, I have said before, only a small fraction of my power is being revealed into that in that world. Yet every bit of me believes I did not land there accidentally. I believe I landed there for much higher purposes. Simultaneously, I'm trying to feel exactly how to direct my energy in the here and now. My energy that I know is super powerful as just proven to me Not that I needed further proof, but what I have found on this journey, especially if you have a pattern of self-sabotage, you constantly, you can't, you've got to be so vigilant about catching yourself in your pattern of self-sabotage. And for me, I've had a very hard time telling the best version of my human story. So it's, oh God, and I, I'm, oh, I'm shaking because my, my mind, I, I see this beautiful story and all the pieces and they just came to me in my meditation and said, you have to record now. There's so many pieces and tangents that I could go off on in tremendous detail from my heart. And I'm a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. And that connects me to the other M's. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm beginning to lay out a story and I am inviting in this recording six different specific people and actually a seventh male came to my head. Six people in my world at present whose names begin with M. I'm invo- this is an invitation to them to, to try to begin to feel their part in the story because I can't tell them what their part in the story is. 
It's up to each and every one of us to decide. That's the power of this human and this free will. And especially when you put that together with the remembrance of the immense power that we have and that our physical reality is a physical manifestation of the story that we're telling and what role we're agreeing to play in the greater human story. And so these other two M's and these two names, I will say publicly because they are very much public figures right now in the network of, I'm going to call it generally as light bearers. Without doubt, light and love is way more in the driver's seat than dark and fear in these two particular energies. And they are very public already. And because I am a Patreon of one of these people, I'm going to say their names and literally be this ballsy, if you will, to say, I don't, I am humbly saying that everything within me is saying, my higher guidance is saying, you're meant to be part of this story. We're co-creating a different human story. And those of us that can see it, we're the ones that have to begin manifesting it in the physical. I am not in this super powerful world of Iron Man accidentally. And Mark Atwood and Mel Kay, you two are specifically huge energies to which I've been drawn in the past year. And just like the two male and female within Iron Man, you are the male and female. You represent the divine masculine and the divine feminine. I'm on the same page with you guys. There's no doubt in terms of the vision, in terms of our higher selves. But in the physical dimension, I am a nobody as compared to what these two, what little I know, these two have circled in the physical dimension in much higher realms, more money, more power, more influence, more experiences at this high level energetically of the physical world. And not that they're, it's just, you got to bring a better game. Like I got to bring my top game to these guys. I can't invite them haphazardly to my story with my, you know, in fact, I already introduced a piece of my work, two pieces, in fact, to Mark. I don't know that he watched it. I don't know that he received it. And I'm pretty certain that even as open-minded as he is, he probably got my message and thought I was a little bit, a little bit of a nutter. He's European, so I'll use that term. But I know these two as storytellers, that is how I am coming to you energetically. There is a story to be told, not only of what I've already lived within the world of Iron Man, but more importantly, the story right now. And if our goal, Mark and Mel, ultimately right now, is to try how the fuck can we wake up more people? Because you two know as well as I do that there are still a lot of people and very powerful people in the physical that I know are heart-based, loved-based, amazing human beings. How can we wake them up and just, it's like, don't even... I'm not in that world accidentally. Help me do what it is the greater plan has for me to do in that world on behalf of spirit. Help me create that. I need your energy 
this super powerful on the same page, building the new earth energy in my corner, in the spiritual at a minimum. And one step higher, I just ask you with great humility, I invite you to be part of the story. And then through those two, I was connected to another public figure, Roseanne Barr. Her son manages her YouTube channel. Her YouTube channel has been very, very, very quiet since the election. Roseanne currently lives in Hawaii. I don't know where exactly, but I was drawn to a recording that Roseanne did with a Jewish rabbi because Roseanne is Jewish and very, very knowledgeable about Judaism. Very knowledgeable. Can speak very clearly and eloquently about it. And she was having a discussion with this Jewish rabbi. This was some months ago. And that reminded me of one of, actually, it might have been the first book I read in the two-month period that ended up leading up to my blow through spiritual awakening. And this book was called, this was back in 2010. I was in Michigan. And it was called The Faith Club. And it was a story about a group of women that came together after 9-11, one Jew, one Muslim, one Christian. And as mothers who all had children in the, similar, in the same school, after 9-11, they were guided to try to do something more to genuinely understand one another with respect, understand their differences, understand their experiences and past, understand their stories, and come to it from an energy of love instead of an energy of fear. I was thrown back to what that book represented in my life and what that book started in the following two months and what that book led to, my own personal spiritual awakening. And I thought of that as I watched this video with Roseanne and the rabbi, and I made a comment. I didn't comment about this. I just made a comment, and Roseanne's son wrote back to my comment, gave me the private email address, and said, reach out whenever basically. And again, I'm going to go to Roseanne Barr with, I got to go to Roseanne Barr with my A game. My A game meaning, I don't know what my mission is here, Roseanne. I don't know. But you and what you've done in the storytelling world and what guided you, I feel that. And again, with tremendous humility, I invite you to be part of this story as well, because I'm curious as to what part of Hawaii you live in. Because if Roseanne actually lived on the big island, that would mean that if I said yes to the world championships, I, ne I need a very big, clear, spiritual reason for real to make me say yes to agree to work either one or both of these world championship events this year. I have to make a decision in a week. Everything within me right now believes my decision needs to be no. And that really hurts because I love these two people I would be working with. And oh, by the way, the locations of these races are St. George, Utah, which I've been told is magical and beautiful and I have not yet been to, and Kona, Hawaii, where I have worked three times the world championship. This would be my fourth time. And you know me and my power of four. One of the very few, if not the only thing that could get me to say yes to the Hawaii World Championship event would be to hear if Roseanne worked on the Big Island and agreed to meet with me when I was there. That right there, not knowing 
if it would actually happen, not knowing what the hell would happen in the conversation. But if I could believe that that would happen, I would say yes to that event. And I'm telling you, it would have to feel like it was almost certain that it would happen, which then would mean it would lead to a very big ripple effect in my world of work, which is all about spirituality and telling a different human story and guiding us to this new version of earth where we live as one with love as our guide and foundation. Because my the event to which I'm most loyal, St. Anthony's, was moved from April where it has been hosted for 38 years, I believe, is now in October and it's the weekend before Kona, which means they want me in Kona on October 1st, but the soonest, even if I worked St. Anthony's and went to Kona, the soonest I'd be able to leave is October 4th. So I can't do both. And to say no to St. Anthony's, it would be my 17th or 18th year working that event. And it's local. And they give me more, like, my loyal, like, to say no to that event and to go to Kona for Ironman would need a very big reason. I can, like, my loyalty is to St. Anthony's. It would need to be an extremely big reason. Bigger calling, powerful, stronger. It's not bigger. It's a stronger calling, a stronger intuitive feeling that we're going higher. We've got, it's time to step up our games and you get to decide what it means to step up your game. So let me try to go back again, as I know this is going all over and I really do want to try to keep it to 30 minutes right now. So the M&Ms. We got the two that I'm not going to say their names publicly because I don't have their permission, but they know who they are. And quite honestly, anybody that I work with within the world of Iron Man knows exactly to whom I'm referring, which I think adds a pretty powerful layer to this story. It's like, guys, we're the characters. We get to make it up. You guys are the most powerful motherfuckers I've ever worked with. I haven't been surrounded with this kind of power in the Iron Man world. You know, buddy. It's okay, bud. Shadow, even Shadow has a comment there. It's okay, buddy. I want to be co-creating with you guys, but I am telling you, we're not co-creating. We're co-creating. You're giving your power to a world of fear. I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just calling a spade a spade. Although recently that phrase has been told to me that there very well might be negative racial connotation to that, to that phrase, which I never knew. If that's the case, I do apologize. No offense intended, but I've told myself I need to research that and probably refrain from using that. But it just sort of comes out when I say, calling bullshit, saying something what it is. I'm not judging something. There's a very different thing than calling something out for what it is and passing judgment on it. Very different, but subtle. And I'm, I am tired of, you know, when, when I know I'm just calling it out, yet I immediately feel the reaction of, oh, no, you're just judging. How you say all the time as part of your spirituality, you're just judging. No, I'm calling. I'm calling all angels. We're calling all light workers. We're calling light and love, light and love. We're on the same team. We're all on the same team. I promise you. And we have to stop fighting. And if you can't, I can't not call bullshit on, sorry, this is not, this is not 
helping to solve any of the problems that I think we've all agreed that we are all facing on a planet. I can't not call bullshit on that. You want to believe that you're following love when it's so clear that all these decisions are founded in fear. Let's just make it simple. Let's not even look at all the shit that's right in front of us. Just make it about love or fear. And I cannot, I have to go with love right now. But I need the help. I'm not in these physical places accidentally, but I need the help of spirit, other spiritual light workers who can agree to tell my story the way I'm telling my story. So here's the reality. All right, so the two M's in Iron Man connect to Mel and Mark, the two M's in the world to which I'm trying to connect in the spiritual slash physical, where they're in the physical, they're powerful in the physical, and these folks have definitely remembered their power at the spiritual level, which inherently includes some great power at the emotional level. We're just talking about, I'm going to call it, it, we're talking about more powerful, wholly balanced human beings. And I need, I, my human character needs that energy in my corner, consciously agreeing, even from afar, them paying attention to this story is all I need. And Mel and Mark, you're now a part of it. And to what degree you're a part of it, you get to choose. And I'm going to get to my A game here within a couple of weeks. I know it. I already fouled an intuition to send something to Mark where it's not my A game. A little bit embarrassing because this guy, like I said, he is a potent, you know, highly powerful, beautiful being that's here for big purposes and knows it and is just so, I, I just like, um, it's great humility that I even asked him to listen to something, let alone to not give him one, to be drawn to give him recordings that weren't my best. So it behooves me to get to the point quickly. And then that reconnected me back to the Iron Man world to two people who shared the same name as Mel and Mark. Okay? So there's a lot of layers to the story that I'm introducing right now. And oh, by the way, this will be appearing, well, probably in multiple places right now until I solidify very clear mediums through which I'm telling different aspects of the greater story. But on my Patreon page, which I've not yet launched, but I'm about to launch... The story that I'm featuring there is called Becoming Iron Woman Within Iron Man. Shadow. Hey. But, hey, buddy. I'm recording, bud. It's okay. It's okay. Becoming Iron Woman Within Iron Man is at its most general level about the ultimate rebalancing in the physical on this planet of the masculine and feminine. And not just the masculine and feminine, but bringing into balance the divine masculine and the divine feminine, which is a very different energy than earthbound feminine and earthbound masculine. Becoming Iron Woman within Iron Man. This will be the next recording I release as part of that greater story. But that story is only one-tenth of all the stories that I am unveiling and sharing in various ways through multiple mediums right now. I've been talking about this, preparing for this for eight years, and it's time to dive in. And ultimately, it's an invitation to everybody to be part of telling a higher version of humanity story, 
a version, a higher frequency, a higher vibration to tell a story of what humanity looks like with a foundation of love instead of fear, with a foundation of personal responsibility, accountability, and sovereignty, with the foundation of unity, teamwork, and oneness, and with the foundation of tremendous humility, tremendous humility of what it is to remember this power while still in form, how humbling it is, how much responsibility comes with that, the high level of accountability you now hold because you're accountable for way more than what's going on in the physical. You can't unring this bell. When you remember, when you have an awakening, when you get to what I call your point of no return, you can't go backwards. These are times for us all who know that to step up and to work together for real at unprecedented levels. And my hypothesis is that with just a little bit of attention, your energy by people like Mel and Mark are going to help launch whatever divine has in purpose for my character within the world that I've been co-creating consciously for the eight, past eight plus years. Okay, we're at 24 minutes. I want to try to wrap up in six minutes. So we've got the two M's from my world of Iron Man work-wise. I'm not going to name them because I don't have their permission. And I don't have the permission of the latter two either, but I didn't give their full names. And we're connecting. We're connecting the story. We're connecting the higher version of the human awakening going on right now. And Allison knowing, because Allison has remembered herself to be greater than Allison in every way that we're all greater than our characters. Because if we go all the way up our family trees, we all ultimately end up with the same mom and dad, if you will. Mother Earth and Father Spirit. And we're being asked to play a specific role with serving them as our motive, as our inspiration, as our guide, as our calling. And Allison's trying to answer that calling. And because she's been living extremely consciously with every single choice for over eight years, She has known literally from day one that she did not fall into the Iron Man world without at least some minimal reason tied to her spiritual calling. And now I believe that as I'm being called after a year and a half of not having been able to have events to be called back to that world, I've already told them no. I've told them no because I will not wear a mask outside. I'm not getting vaccinated. I will not take the risk of being quarantined. We do not know what Further bullshit is going to be passed down. And I cannot take that risk. I am a single middle-aged woman who's responsible for a home, two pets, and I have an extremely big role at the farm. Extremely big role. That's not boasting. It's fucking fact. I cannot take a risk of some bullshit being passed between now and September, which is very likely until more people wake up. So I have to say no. I don't want to say no to St. George. I don't want to say no to Kona. The only way I would say yes is if Roseanne Barr listened to this, because I will be sending this to her son via that email that he provided. If Roseanne happens to reach out and say, hey, if you work that event, 
we will meet. Then it becomes a very different decision. But right now, it is likely 99% that I have to say no. Yet I don't want to because I love the M&M that I work with. Like, I love these two. One guy, one girl, both in their 20s. They're like 20 years younger than me, literally. That connected me to Mel, Mel Kay, who lives in New York City in America, and Mark Atwood, who lives in Ireland. And I've already shared enough about them. And then that reconnected me back to the Iron Man world because there are two people with those exact names, Mel and Mark. Mel and Mark. And anybody within that world could probably guess which Mark and Mel I'm talking about. And again, I have no idea why, I, why what role they could play. But I have to mention their names right now because they came to me so powerfully in my meditation. And it's not a coincidence. It's synchronistic that it just so happens that I rewatched the video with Mel and Mark recorded a few days ago and that there happens to be a super powerful Mel and Mark in the Iron Man world. And then we're connecting it all the way back to the character of little old Allison. Okay. Becoming Iron Woman within Iron Man and refusing to give up the notion that I am there, that I am not there accidentally. I'm there for higher reasons. So Roseanne, Mel Kay, Mark Atwood, just you tuning into this and giving me 30 minutes of your time. Humbly, humbly, I know how incredibly busy you all are, but you two are storytellers. Mel, you are in Hollywood. Mark, your poems and your, and I'm looking at my computer and I just got a notification that Mark just released, um, just released and uploaded a new video. Seriously, you know, like right during this time, Mark, you know that there's no accidents or coincidences. It's all synchronicity. I've been drawn to you too. I've listened to a lot of people the past year from all over the globe. You two make my top 10, if not my top five in terms of to whom I'm most drawn energetically. Meaning, I believe with great humility that I am intended to be playing on your team in a really real way. But only if you see it and feel it too, and even if it's just to listen to this story and help guide it out of me through your listening and trust that I mean it when I say it's a divine story that's coming through and meant to come through the character of Allison. I'm delivering that story, but it's the higher version of Allison that I refer to as GD410. I swear that's telling the story of Allison. But it's going to take a really spiritual mind and heart in form to be able to agree to tell the story the same way. And if you two can play that role and potentially the three of you, I don't know where it's going to go, but it can't go anywhere but up at this point. So gratitude to everyone. I know this might not make sense. I'll get better and more smooth with the delivery of this, but my intuition in my meditation was undeniable. I had to attempt to record all these deep things that I was feeling in my heart and what was being revealed in my mind's eye. Um, I love, oh my God, I, I'm just so grateful for the Iron Man experience and I would love an opportunity to be my greater version within that world. But I know that if that's not intended to happen and the statistical likelihood is very low, 
it's taking me to a world where I am going to be allowed the opportunity to shine my brightest, which has always been on behalf of something much beyond me. And just trying to get the space and the playing field to play my game at the level that I'm able to play and that I want to play and that I'm intended to play. So I'm looking for teammates for real. And the story is ours to tell. All I can do is tell you individually that I feel you're supposed to be part of this story really close to me. But only you can feel if that's true or not. Here we go.